Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. So today, Patricia has an article for us. So before we kick things off, why don't you let us know a little bit about what we're going to be discussing today? Yeah, so today's topic is all about psychological safety, and specifically psychological safety climate, which is kind of at the company level, if you will, and how leaders can make a difference and an impact into this type of climate. So as you can imagine, um, in companies, leaders have a lot of influence and really drive what the company culture and climate feels like. And this is kind of confirming some of those things. Yeah, I think that that's really important because often we hear about things that you're supposed to do at work. And I think that this is a pretty popular concept that has hit um you know workplaces people are pretty familiar with it but like what can you do or how can you get your leaders prepared to actually execute on that is a different story so I think actually having that information about what part leaders play is super helpful in getting people to actually do something to move the needle on it yeah so we'll talk about that in a second but before we do how are you doing I am good. Um, this has been like a pretty, a pretty standard week, I would say. Nothing too exciting or out of the ordinary. Um, I was supposed to go to New York this weekend to do a gift exchange with my friend, fr- my friends from college, but we decided to cancel it because of COVID stuff. And everyone's in New York City, and also like their New York City is like the epicenter of like uh, right now. So I think, um, I think. That's part of it. But then I just sort of had like a weekend at home to just be like, all right, what are we going to do? So we didn't we didn't do too much, but um, we uh, we did uh, grab some food and uh, we ordered some food. We basically ate food. We went for a seven mile walk. That was nice. Ooh, trying to get my nice. getting your steps yeah. in. Yes, trying to get my steps in because I joined, uh, she probably is listening, but I joined my Aunt Barb's team for doing 2022 miles in 2022. And uh, she is a beast at it. So she's just like getting a million miles. And I'm just like, ah. So (laughs) because I was sick last week, I got like no miles during the week. I was just like, I was just like, it was, and for everyone listening, I didn't have COVID. I had a cold of some kind. But, um, but like I, because I was sick, I was sort of out of it. But like watching the miles rack up on everyone else's. So I was like, I got to get out there. We got to get walking. So on <laughs> so on Saturday, we went for a really long walk, which was nice. But basically, it was just like a couple days of just like chilling, which I think was kind of nice. But nothing too exciting. I know you had a more exciting weekend than me. Yeah. So my weekend was exciting. We, um, well, we, I went to San Diego um, with my, my parents came too and I went dress shopping with my sister. So my sister's getting Yay. married. Yes. yes. So super exciting. We went dress shopping and then I looked at some venues with her and I mean, things are really solidifying. So she got a dress and she is, um, I think in the contracting phase now with the venue. So in the fall, we'll have a big family wedding again, which I'm super excited about. It'll be Yay. really fun. Um, awesome. She of course looks like fantastic in every single dress you tread on but uh, we found the one so it was yeah it was really fun um and I also had a bridal shower for a really good close friend of mine um so it was kind of a very wedding themed weekend yeah um but it was a lot of fun and then it did help that we had Monday off because it was a lot 
like those are all fun things but there was just yeah. a lot of <laughs> things going on so a it was nice on. to have an extra day to just kind of relax that's exciting yay so many fun things yeah you're right like it's always fun when you're running around for everything and you're like oh ooh, ooh, like I like this I want to do like this is fun and then like by the time Sunday evening comes you're like oh I'm tired and now I have to go to work tomorrow <laughs> so yeah. it is nice to have the extra day when you have a busy weekend to be like oh there's another one of these around the corner for me to enjoy exactly yep yeah that makes a big difference it's gonna be rough though because you know holidays happened we had like I think maybe one full week and then it's been short weeks <laughs> so yeah now I'm like oh it's gonna be a stretch of full Long. weeks for a yeah. while <laughs> <laughs> uh four-day work week I really want that <laughs> yeah well as we've talked about before some people are doing it I should move to Some Iceland. people are doing it. I know. It's so true. Um, <laughs> yeah, our semester started this past week. So I had my first class for the semester and I'll have um, my second class on Thursday. But we were remote um, for uh, the first week of the semester and now we're going to be in person. So mm. it will be my first time back on campus since March 2020. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so I weird. Know. I know I'm like I don't even know like what is gonna be like in my office like is my office okay like I have absolutely no idea I'm like oh my god like this is kind of wild so uh yeah it'll be my first time going there um in a very long time on Thursday my first time being in the classroom and like actually uh you know being in front of living people instead of being on zoom so that'll be like a different a return to a different time I suppose mm -hmm. um so yeah all of that will be kind of crazy but yeah. also interesting yeah so and GW is doing everything like the safest way possible I've been like super proud of them for all of their like way of handling this because our campus is 98 percent boosted and vaxxed I mean wow. vaxxed and boosted yeah and um and all the students have to wear masks in class and everybody has to get a weekly PCR test in order for you to get into the classroom buildings. Oh, wow. So you're going to be testing a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to be testing a lot. Um, and but so it's I mean, there's not much else you can do. Mm -hmm. Then everybody's vaccinated. Everybody's boosted. Everybody's weekly testing and everybody's wearing masks. Like I feel pretty comfortable in that scenario yeah um so I think that they've done a good job and and you know why because they let the people who are in our medical school who are like people who are experts in this sort of thing be all the people that are on the task force to make these decisions so smart yeah <laughs> you would say <laughs> so that was a good thing yes um so anyway but we'll see I'm gonna be back back in action this week so that's, that's I guess the other thing yeah yeah. Um, and I hope that in being out of the classroom for so long, I won't have forgotten how to be a good leader and create psychological safety. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> good transition. Good transition. And this article will help you think about it a little bit. Yeah. So, okay, good. Yes. So this article um, was published in December of 2021. So very recent. Um, in the Journal of Occupational Health Psychology, and it's called um, How Psychosocial Safety Climate 
gets stronger over time. A first look at leadership and climate strength. And it's by Low Dollard McClinton or McClinton, geez. Um, and I think it's Tucky um, or Tukey. And again, published this year or last year. Gosh, 2022. What is wrong with me? I know. No, <laughs> um, I did the same. I wrote a check for 2021 the other day. And I was like, dang, because <laughs> I don't have that many checks anymore because I don't write that many checks. Right. Um, That's really but funny. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Sorry. Yes. No, no, no. You're good. Um, I derailed us. But yes, yeah, so this is about, and I realize it's a psychological safety. It's psychosocial safety climate, but it has a lot oh. of components that are cool related to psychological safety and it's basically the same length of letters so (laughs) brain (laughs) reads psychological um but it does get into those types of elements so what is psychosocial safety um and what is psychosocial safety climate more importantly so psycho psychosocial safety climate it's basically a type a part of a company's climate um that really tells shows the organizational's like the organization's strategic initiatives and imperatives in terms of employees' psychological health. So what it is is thinking about what kinds of work conditions are offered, the way the job's designed, um, what kinds of safety do you provide in terms of allowing people to speak up? Um, are you addressing harassment and bullying and or allowing you know and allowing people to have a, in those types of policies so that people have a safe place to be so it's really a, a climate that emphasizes psychological health and psychological safety over things like productivity right the focus is really to make sure the work environment is safe and effective for everybody and obviously we know that when people are feeling safe and happy and comfortable in their work environment then they're going to be better performers as a natural outcome of that. Yeah. So it kind of uh, takes a look at the means as opposed to the ends, it sounds like. So we know that people's performance is likely to improve as a result of having a climate that actually puts their health and well-being first. Um, But they're kind of focused on building up that piece as opposed to trying to like have an end game in mind and then like if we have time for it, we'll figure out how to get there. Exactly. Yes. So that is the goal of a creating a place where you have that type of climate is for organizations to really be um, a place where, yeah, you're making it better for employees. So that in the end, obviously employees are better off, but also you're seeing the performance that you would expect. Cool. Okay. Awesome. That sounds good. So, um, what do they find about this from a leadership perspective or how do they sort of look at this? Yeah. So they look at a couple of things. They're really looking to understand climate, the organizational climate level and strength. So basically how, um, when you think about level, it's kind of the average score. Like, so if I'm asking a bunch of employees what they think about the climate on average, what is their perception of the psychosocial safety? And then when it comes to strength, it's really about how much do those people differ in their um, perceptions of the climate. So in other words, if I am, um, let's say about a team of three, um, you can have the same average if all three people answer it the same way. Or if one person says it's super safe, another person says it's not so safe, and someone says in the middle, Right. The average could be exactly the same. So the strength is an important piece because you want to understand not just on average, how do people feel about the climate um, and do they perceive it as a safe place, but also how much do they agree on that? 
Yeah. So it's like the level, but also the consistency that people uh, perceive the culture as having. So it's that it has to be strong enough that everybody agrees. Oh, it's really important. It's not really important. Exactly. Yes. And so a organization that has high um, psychosocial safety climate. Um, and I realized my notes, I even wrote psychological safety in this one sentence. <laughs> no worries. So a high psychosocial safety climate for this specific, um, what, what it means for an organization is that basically the leaders value employee psychological health and they really do everything to protect them from risks such as things like work overload, but also importantly, the thing they keep talking about a lot is things like discrimination, harassment, abusive leadership, um, so, again, why I keep conflating it with psychological safety, because it also is about making sure that employees are protected from having unsafe environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a place where employees are allowed to voice their concerns about psychological health. Um, their concerns are taken seriously by management, such that they build new programs or policies, procedures, etc., to help reduce those issues. So that's like the dream, right? That type of an organization with a high psychosocial safety climate has all of these things. So they really care about psychological health for employees. They help create safe places for them. They allow employees to share their their voice about it and actually address the changes that need to happen when employees share safety concerns. So it's kind of like a mixture of like having a culture that really values like mental health and well-being and also takes their employees feelings and opinions seriously so that they can like continuously improve in that area and in other areas so it really is kind of like this like well-being culture mixed with a psych safety culture it sounds like exactly yes so kind of everything that we would want to exist when we talk about worker being stuff sounds awesome yes yeah (laughs) so then um the leadership that is associated with this what would so they kind of look about climate right so an organization that has these things but if a leader is a high psychosocial safety um, climate leader then there's somebody that commits to prevent workplace stress they prioritize psychological health they communicate about things around health and they promote participation from the employees around their psychological health and safety and you know again um provide places for people to voice concerns, harassment issues, etc. Yeah, so they're sort of facilitating that environment so that they're making it clear that this is something that they value, um, something that they think is appropriate to talk about at work, um, that they care if their employees are stressed or experiencing issues and they want to alleviate that but they also want to hear about it and understand how they can address those issues and when you're talking about raising issues is it like broadly that they're um raising issues about anything related to the company or is it more that they're creating a climate where you can raise issues related to your well-being or obviously or both it doesn't specify in the definitions um it kind of just says they can they can uh talk about raise concerns and issues but when you look at the questions um around psychological safety climate for example employees would answer questions and the example question they gave was in my team management clearly considers the psychological health of employees to be of great importance so it feels like it's Mm -hmm. really more leaning towards that psychological health but yeah um 
my assumption is that if there were other concerns in an organization, they'd probably impact your psychological health. So I think right, it would be sure. related, right? Yeah, they wouldn't be like, I don't care about anything else that you have to say. Only, <laughs> only if you're feeling stressed, you can come to me. But if you have any other concerns, I will not hear about them. That doesn't seem, that does not seem consistent. So yeah, I think yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. And when it comes to like psychosocial safety climate leadership, um, the, they were, the questions were self-rated by the leaders themselves. And it, one of the items they gave as an example is I act quickly to correct problems and issues that affect employee psychological health. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, that could be workload. That could be a job design problem that would impact your psychological health. They mentioned things like job design. So I think it's fairly broad. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And so this study, they did a three wave longitudinal data collection. So basically what they did is they had, um, people answer questions two weeks apart. Um, and they were measuring this psychosocial safety climate, um, that was rated by employees. They were measuring the team leaders, psychosocial safety, um, climate leadership style. So they rated themselves, Um, And then they also were looking at transformational leadership as a comparison point. So Mm. transformational leadership is basically leader, a leader who's like known for inspiring a vision and really motivating, encouraging, encouraging followers to follow this vision and to grow and develop towards this goal of this vision. Right. Um, And so oftentimes transformational leaders are supposedly, and what we've seen in the research, also we see some data that they can help increase employee well-being because they really focus on like the meaning of the work and collective good and these kinds of really positive values. Um, so that can increase well-being. So they were like, you know what, let's look at if someone's really focused specifically on creating this type of climate versus a more broadly considered good leader that's transformational. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's super helpful because I feel like sometimes I get frustrated and actually there's like a little spoiler alert in here that uh, meta-analysis that I've been working on, we've shown that um, this other form of leadership, which is much less complicated than transformational leadership, actually holds up just as well in predicting employee outcomes as transformational leadership. And so like, I like transformational leadership. I don't have a problem with it, but I feel like it has gotten to a point and perhaps this is true in like workplace programs too, where like there's like just a specific formula that like gets like, it just like hits like, and all of a sudden people are like, it's the answer to every single thing. And I feel like that's kind of what happened with transformational leadership. It was just like, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's the best thing that's ever happened. And then people kind of stopped like thinking of other alternatives or like it actually has like four parts it's kind of complicated like there's a lot to transformational leadership so it's kind of interesting to do the comparison because and I think that they're likely doing it because it's sort of become like a not a catch-all but it's sort of become like a oh this is what works for leadership and it's good when we can have something that's a little more parsimonious and also this is obviously Mm -hmm. wellness related so we like it but like it's good when you can find something that is not as complex, but still does something similar for practical application purposes. So I'm happy that they did that. Cause I, I have been like a little irked over the years at how much stock we put in like this one form of leadership as being like what to do. Yeah. I think that's a really great point because you're right. Like people are obsessed with transformational or at least were yeah. for a very long time. And it isn't like, 
the only way to lead, right? Yeah. And this really highlights that. So as a spoiler alert for the findings, which I'll dive into right now, it isn't as good um, in this specific space. So if we're thinking about psychosocial, yeah, (laughs) yeah, if we're thinking about psychosocial safety climate, um, we know that that kind of a climate gets stronger and higher over time. So people become, the climate continues to grow and grow. If you have a high psychological or psychosocial safety climate, Mm -hmm. you're going to see that continue to grow over time just in general. But when you look at the leadership in particular, we see that the type of leadership does matter. So if you're a leader that is focused on psychosocial safety, so if you're a leader that's like, I'm going to make sure you don't have a crazy workload, you have a safe space to speak up, you can um, risk take, you can, uh, you know, take time off and no one's going to come after you, what have you. Um, If you're that type of a leader, then you can see that, the climate itself, you can actually increase the climate. So mm. if you're in an environment where it's a high psychosocial safety climate, um, a high psychosocial safety climate, oh, it's too many words, leader. So a <laughs> PSC leader is what we're going to call yes. them. PSC leader. Yep. They can sustain that. So it'll continue to be high. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where it's a low PSC um, organization, then if you're a high PSC leader, you're actually going to increase it. So you're going to mm. increase not only the level, so what the average scores are, um, but you can have an impact on the strength. Not as much, not as significant, but um, you can increase the level. So generally speaking, what you'll see is people will start to rate the climate as more psychosocially safe hmm. if you have a good leader in this space. Gotcha. Okay. So the leader makes quite an impact, even if the culture is already good, mm-hmm. you're saying? Okay. Yeah. So it's because they keep it good. But when mm-hmm. you have a, a leader that's not good at this, so if you have a leader that's not, um, you know, checking in and making sure that employee psychological well-being is intact, then actually, if you have a really strong climate, it's going to decrease, People are going to start seeing it as worse and they're not going to see the organization as having this psychosocial uh, safety climate. Gotcha. So So your perception of the leader, good or bad, can actually impact your perception of the whole organization. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Which I think is kind of, um, at least for us, probably with all the research that we've read, it's fairly intuitive, right? We know that Mm -hmm. leaders generally influence how people see things and that holds here too. But interestingly, transformational leaders just really didn't impact anything. Um, mm. So it didn't matter if someone's super high in, uh, in transformational leadership. It doesn't matter. You could be the, a fantastic transformational leader, but you're not going to impact the psychosocial safety climate. Hmm. That's very interesting. So it really is that you need this specific form of leadership to increase um, this particular outcome, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the big piece that we need to think as a takeaway here. So the big takeaways are really that if you want to have a climate and an organization where you have policies and programs and things to promote psychological wellness within your employees, where you're creating safety um, and safe spaces for your employees, if you want that to be the case and you want that to continue to be positive, then you really have to make sure your leaders are following in that style. You need them mm-hmm. to also be 
um, focusing on psychosocial safety. Um, And the more consistently they show their concern about employees' well-being um, and they're able to like show them like here are the systems that we have and policies that we have to help you and to help uh, make sure that we're, you know, taking care of each other and creating a safe environment, then the more people agree that this is a really good climate in this company. So Mm -hmm. organizations should really encourage their leaders to do that type of practice or provide training to help them um, create those behaviors so that when they're leading people, they're really showing the concern in the appropriate way. Yeah. So if you really want to grow this psychosocial culture, which we know is helpful from an employee perspective, a health perspective, but also from the perspective of uh, supporting outcomes in your organization the right way. So kind of like doing well by doing good um, that you should really be thinking about and focused on um, ensuring that you're doing everything you can in the broader environment. You know, maybe your senior leadership team um, is doing everything they can in the broader environment to create that culture, but leaders can really make or break the culture. So managers and folks need to really go through, I would imagine some kind of a training or have a really strong understanding of how to do this form of leadership, because even if they're doing another positive form of leadership, but you're trying to grow this specific kind of culture that supports employee health and wellness, but also provides this sort of ability for voice and feedback and things like that. If that's the culture that you want, then you really need everyone kind of swimming in the same direction or else you're not going to be able to grow the culture the same way that you want to. Exactly. Yeah. Like one of the main recommendations that I like literally just like copy and pasted into my notes was from the authors like we recommend that organizations and or the top management take actions to review and improve the formalized policies and procedures of the organization relevant to psychological safety such as developing a comprehensive communication system and recording reporting threats like bullying and harassment but then they also specifically called out that they leaders need to be carrying out training in PSC related supervisory behaviors and practices to foster that climate. So Mm. it's kind of like you need the company, of course, like just basically you should have these types of policies and practices in place. And then you need the the leaders to support it and push it forward so that we're not seeing employees, you know, basically ignoring the climate that we're trying to build Mm. because their, their leaders are not supporting it. Yeah. So you need the structure in place to actually create the culture. So, you know, things that actually demonstrate at a higher level that, you know, mental health concerns or health concerns or stress related um, considerations, overwork, like things that cause stress. Those are all things that the company is trying to actively tamp down. So maybe you have like email rules where you have like blackout on certain hours or you have um, you know, really good um, mental health offerings for your um, benefits plans, or you have folks come in and offer uh, different sessions where folks can do like mindfulness stuff or whatever the case may be. And like, you're talking about it and it's top of mind and senior leaders are being vulnerable about that and all that kind of stuff that builds the culture. But on top of it, you really make need to make sure that everyone's aligned. And just because someone's a positive leader doesn't mean that they're actually contributing specifically to the goals that you're trying to set. So this is an actual specific type of or way of leading that we need to consider and actually give people tools to be able to act on so that you're all synergizing each other's efforts instead of the culture and like the managers being at odds. Yes, exactly. And I feel like this is a really relevant conversation for us in general, like you and I and worker being and how we talk about these issues. It's it kind of 
shows the point we've been making, right? It's an article that's basically like, hey, we think you're a leader. If you're a leader, you should do this and you should do this and you should do that. And this is basically saying like, yeah, if you don't have leaders that care about employee psychological health, then you're not going to have a culture that supports psychological health, right? Like they're, they're intrinsically tied together. And so you need you need to make sure that whoever you're hiring into leadership positions or growing into leadership positions or developing them to become better leaders, that you're really also highlighting the types of behaviors that are needed to create psychologically safe spaces as well as psychosocially safe spaces, which includes the the additional pieces that we've talked about, like workload, stress, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really helpful. And for folks who are listening at home who are in organizations where you feel like that's the goal or maybe you are someone who's in an organization that's trying to create that kind of culture from the top down that it also needs to be a bottom up approach. So these items that we just talked about and this sort of set of skills around prioritizing um, health and well-being, um, stress management, and then also creating an environment where people feel comfortable speaking up and sharing suggestions and their feedbacks taken seriously. Like those are all things that you can train people on. So you could actually turn this into content that you could then push forward to your managers that would help you to actually make sure everybody's in alignment and strengthen that culture and actually get you to your goals. So hopefully if folks are out there who want to grow this culture, who are in the process of growing this culture, think they already have this culture, but don't know if there are folks that are detracting from it or at least just not adding to it, that might be a decent action step is to think about how can we actually get the knowledge about how to do this well into people's hands. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to summarize it all. So awesome. I think this was a yeah super interesting article. Really excited to have seen it come out. Hopefully all of you found it interesting as well. And um, as always, if you have any questions, concerns, feedback, please send us a note at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on our social social media at workerbeing on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, um, as well as YouTube. And finally, you can always find more content on our website at workerbeing.com. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.